welcome back to the fatties and 14ers podcast i'm mike phelps aka chains and today i have with me rock hops what's up this is rock hops just went on a crazy expedition with my man mike and it was a doozy (laughs) pretty much start to finish huh yeah yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome, though, man. Like, I've never gone on such a challenging hike. I'm glad I was able to go ahead and, you know, actually complete it with you. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty special hike. I mean, I'm known for kind of pushing past my limits. But to, just on this hike, it just felt like the right time to turn around. And uh, I would say we made the right decision. Yeah, that was definitely the right decision. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if anyone's seen those photos or videos, but man, it got dangerous at the top. <laughs> so uh, I guess we could start from the beginning when we were driving in the car and we saw what we thought was a lemur. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The ring-tailed cat. talk about it from your perspective okay at first we were just (laughs) we were just talking right we just smoked a bowl all right i ate some muffins i think that morning it was it was we're having a good time coming in (laughs) and all of a sudden this majestic looking pokemon looked like furret i don't know if y'all are into that looks straight up like that runs across the road majestic as hell thought it was a lemur at first i I don't i don't even know it we had to look it up when we got back to work the next day to actually find out what animal that was but it was a front front range ring-tailed cat no fox so yeah yeah really long and slinky looked like it could like It'd be like the perfect like animal <laughs> scarf on the stereotypical bad guy. I'm just really glad that I didn't hit it because I would have felt like the most terrible person. Well, it's good to know they are the least endangered thing. Apparently, their population is completely fine. I looked it up. That's good oh, to know. But I would have terrible. Oh yeah, still would have felt terrible. It is a majestic creature. So, when we got to the trailhead, I would say we had, what, an hour in the dark? Or was it already light? It was starting to get light. We didn't really use the the headlamp, I remember. Um, Just pulled it out at the end. Maybe, maybe not even, maybe like 45 to an hour. It was dark. Yeah. The beginning of the hike kind of seemed a little bit automatic at the beginning. I mean, it was pretty straightforward. The path was easy to find. Oh, super easy. We couldn't go to the upper parking, though. I remember that. That was... Yeah, that that did. The, in quotes, two and a half miles to the other parking lot. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely not two and a half. Yeah, not two and a half. But just just imagine. 
Imagine if we would have had a Jeep or a truck or something and we just parked at the other parking lot. How much like that end suffrage would have been completely gone. That would have been completely avoided, you know? <laughs> that the last five minutes we'll, we'll get to that. That was we'll get to that. Oh man. But yeah. So I mean <sighs> It was a cool walk up. I mean, we don't know each other that well because you just started working with us. But um, yeah, basically, yeah, it, we were just acquaintances. Yeah, it was cool getting to know your story, getting to know like hiking is basically in your blood. Oh, yeah. All the way back to mom and pops. And um, my great grandfather was actually the guy that surveyed the roads here in Colorado Springs. So when all this was just mountains and hills, he was hiking it all with his ruler and making the marks for where we were all going to live. Dang. Yep. Nothing but hiking. So that definitely helped you out on this hike. I mean, I would say not a lot of people made it through what, what had happened. Oh, yeah. Like, what was it? Um, The 27th of September, someone had just passed away on the very trail we just took. Really? Yep. I looked this up today. Literally last month on the 27th, uh, 55-year-old, I won't name his name, was found there. Um he was found that day. We don't know when he went up there on the hike and or path, but Jeez. yeah, it, it, it was definitely a dangerous trek and one to remember for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would say that the, the trail is pretty solid until you start climbing up broken hand pass. Oh yeah. Broken hand. Like when you it makes start getting into the more section. Felt more like broken leg. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you you did take one. Yeah, that was on that was on the bottom of the needle though. Yeah, that was that was on the way down. Yeah. So yeah, going through that boulder section, I think you like you start seeing the space in between the cairns, but basically if you know where you're going, it's yeah. pretty easy. I would say it was much easier going at least on the way up, it's it seems smarter to take the hard rock instead of going to the snowy sections because there was a couple times we broke through and fell, you know, eight feet, ten feet. Yeah, yeah, there would. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to put my foot through some feet or uh, not some feet. I'm stunned. Um, put my foot through um some ice and falling through into like a little rock jumble. That happened just a couple times when we did have to go on the snow. So, yeah, going down, it seemed a little bit sketchy here with all that wind and I don't know. Oh, yeah, on the east side of Broken Hand, definitely. Yeah, just coming back down, like, it just seemed like down climbing, it would be a lot sketchier than it was just going up, so. Most most definitely. That was... We changed feel- course and we took the snowy. It was like the edge of the rock in the snow. The sketchiest part was when falling 
it got harder and harder to see between the Karens as you were descending. Mm-hmm. Because the trail disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, I remember so that. The, that big, was- the big... I would say for anybody interested in climbing the Crestone Peak and then going Crestone Needle and doing the Traverse, I would say the make-or-break part of the day is getting over Broken Hand Pass and continuing down to the water. Yeah. Most, yeah, which, don't uh, go to the right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we learned that one. Um, <laughs> on this podcast, we're very open and honest about our mistakes, and this was 100% mine. Uh, hey, man, it was an yeah. adventure. I don't know, oh, I don't know if I call it a mistake. I might call it like a... Um, a detour? A detour. The scenic <laughs> route. <We> just... <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe that's how it was in your head, but I was beating myself up. I was like, dude, we are in some some weird, sketchy some stuff. Sketchy rock. I was like, I've never gone with gareth on sketchy stuff like this before like you know what happens if something happens and <laughs> we're all the way out here but yeah so we instead of continuing down to the water we ended up um actually going more towards the needle and then we ended up the edges yeah and going then down through the fires and the crags and um, we ended up cliffing out. We got yeah. into um, it was actually a bolted area where they were actually using ropes. There was a bunch of ropes that we saw, and I figured out what those buckets were. I started what? thinking about it. So if it was a bolted area, they'd be you know like climbing it and rappelling down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they'll have poop buckets. Oh, so I bet you, I bet you it was a poop bucket. <laughs> that's freaking perfect man i, I mean it. yeah i'm not 100 percent sure but like it feels very very much like i'm on the right path to uh the truth there oh yeah i like that right path to the truth very hiker right path to the truth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh man but that was, that was really, you know what, when I say, so I think it was good for me to read that sign too going up when it was talking about that guy that had got like 300 feet before Mount Everest and his quote was that summits are optional and re- the return is mandatory. mandatory. Oh yeah, that was, that was a really good quote. I, I'm glad we took yep. pictures of that sign. Yeah, but I think it was like a well-timed wisdom to just like see before the storm. Yeah, definitely. I I was thinking about it ever since I saw it. I was like, wow, that is just too freaking perfect, bro. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it killed me because I've pushed past my limits a couple times this year climbing and I beat myself up for it. And I don't know, just reading that kind of solidified it in my head that I need to make changes. So, yeah, it was it was like the failure was a good thing for me. 
because I'm not I'm not used to like reeling it back and not going for the summit and then you know what I mean I'm used to like just dropping everything and be like all right man well you you go back on broken hand pass and I'll meet up with you you know what I mean and I run up Bro, the peak and then traverse but that's usually what I do yeah eight hundred feet away and the winds were picking up close to over a hundred miles an hour man. <laughs> Yeah, you're right about that. But we left before the the real darkness hit us. Oh yeah, real darkness came much later. But um, yeah, going back down, finding that trail. I mean, it's so obvious once you make the mistake where the best way to go is. <laughs> Because yeah. um, when you're doing the crestones, they always say, you know, go from peak to needle. That's always the way that you go. So in my head, I had it flipped when we went over Broken Hand Pass. Like, I was like, yeah, oh, we yeah, went- we'll just right over that section. It will be right there. No, go down to the water, walk around where the needle is, and then on the backside, it'll be plain as day. The trail will take you right to the top of crestone peak and you'll be able to traverse from there to the needle but man we just i we had the opportunity to make it before the storm and that mistake like solidified it like you're you shall not pass yeah that that was the gandalf of the day right there honestly um but I feel like the extra work we did in the areas that we did do, I feel like made me a better hiker and climber because I had to improvise. I had to find different ways to find holds and grabs. And I don't know. It was, it was super informational and enlightening for me up there on that mountain to just. Yeah, you definitely got a point. Cause it was off the beaten path. You know, it was just like, kind of, you know, figure it out. <laughs> sink or yeah. swim. Yeah. hundred percent sink or swim. And it's, you know, figure it out or stay there on the mountain, you know, and we figured that we, we figured it out. And that was, that was awesome. So uh, I asked my dad about this rock formation that we kept seeing all over the mountain and like the Sangre de Cristo area, like how those rocks, how they're just frozen like that, like next to each other. Making oh, like, yeah. Like cobble. Yeah. Like cobblestone kind of. But uh, he was he was saying that it was probably like an ancient river. That would make sense why we found the seashell, bro. Yeah. Yep. That and was then the my, find of the my, day, man. Yeah, that was cool, man, finding that. Um, it was just weird that it wasn't in stone like a fossil. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was chilling there. It like, almost uh, it almost made me think that it was living on the in the water side, and like the strong winds blew it over the top of Broken Hand Pass down onto the other side. That would be insane. Another option would be the strong <laughs> winds just blew it out of the sandstone. You know. Like it was whipping up dirt, man. That that was stinging. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's definitely something I'll think about for a while, but it was super cool finding that up there. Super cool. Felt like an archaeologist. And we got the wildlife. Yep. We got to see two goats, a mother and child. That was super cool. Ridiculous. Dead bird. (laughs) What was that? I said it's ridiculous how fast they disappear into the side of the mountain with their white butts in the snow. Oh, yeah. And then the darker coats for the dirt. It's just like, what? It's like if it's snowing, they'll face away from you and completely disappear. If it's completely dry out and it's rocks, they'll just face you and you can't see them. It was almost, it's the perfect Colorado camouflage. I want that on my jacket. (laughs) That would be so cool. It's like it was almost designed that way. Oh, yeah. Nature has its way. Natural selection, you know. Deers with white butts live. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you see that white butt over there? (laughs) (laughs) I know you weren't talking to that brown butt. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but... Oh, jeez. <laughs> so there was, I think in my head, there was a point that went from like, this is fun adventure to like. This is survival adventure. Yeah, like I'm going to teach you a life lesson type adventure. <laughs> yeah, Mother Nature was like, all right, we going to learn today. You thought you could just roll up on this mountain and do whatever you want. Nah, nah, not today. Mother Nature was not having it. <laughs> not having it. It was just, and like, you know, it really did make me think. It's been a really silent week for me driving this, you know, at work because, you know, I kept thinking in my head, like, man, I was getting way too cocky there. Like, I had been showing up to the trailhead and summiting so many times in a row that like I had to be reminded what it's like to fail again. Like I just got done doing the little bear to Blanca traverse and I was riding high off that one. And then boom, getting slapped in the face and the crest stones. Ooh. Yeah, that was, I've never been on such a challenging hike. I've, you know, I, I did La Plata Peak, which is a pretty a pretty decently hard climb at the end. It's nothing but bouldering at a pretty steep grade. That's so funny because that's the last time I got super lost, and I talked about it on one of my earlier episodes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah I, talk Plata, about, I talk about getting Frodo'd. Oh, what? You, you know just when- got like wind. Like passed out on the rock? No, just do it went circles. Oh shit. You know when they're like oh, no. they're walking, they're like, I feel like I've been here before. It's like because we have been here before. Oh, yep. Yeah, oh, on the plot on the way up. So Yeah, fortunately when I went up La Plata, I had a uh high school buddy at the time 
Logan, uh, he was really, really good climber. Um, he actually had done the peak before and was trying to do it again in record time, except we did it as a night hike. So we started at 8 p.m. and got up to the top by sunrise. Super cool idea. Y'all should try it. I've only done it a few times, and it was amazing. I, I remember yeah, I, was like, I, the few- was, I did Grays and Tories. That's what it was. And it was a super foggy day. So, like, all the fog was covering up, like, all of civilization. So, it basically looked like the tips of the mountains and then, like, an ocean of fog. And then the sun came up. And I just remember that being, like, a pretty spiritual moment for me. Hell, yeah. What Speaking of spiritual, where do you fall in, in all that? You think it was... What's, what's your mind? Um, when, when I think about hiking and it, you know, how it affects me spiritually, it's, it's always been like this open internal awakening every single time, whenever, whenever I go on a hike and I'm just wandering out there in the world where very few people have gone, very few people have gone and returned, you know, (laughs) like it, it opens your eyes to the challenges in life and how you, and how you can approach them with just that steadfast will of adventure, you know, just to the push to continue forward. And I don't know, I find that very spiritually driving. Um, just to like develop as a person at least. I agree. I mean, that makes for like a great teammate. If you think about it, you know what I mean? It's like you're met with an obstacle and like your mindset is just always just keep, keep moving forward. And like, no matter what. Yeah, man, I got to get home, bro. I got work in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, I can't, I can't be slacking. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I've always, I've always persevered through difficult climbs, difficult hikes. Um, never, I've, I've tried not to let the earth defeat me. You know, this was another humbling moment that, you know, sometimes it can definitely try and damn, you know, it got, it got close a few times. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Going off those, Stimming on the side mountain. Oh my gosh. Oh god. Yeah, that was a few times nearly getting blown off the top of that mountain was just like, whoa, okay, okay. My mortality is here. (laughs) Right. Still here. (laughs) Yeah. I remember crawling like a crab, you know what I mean? Like it does feel safer closer to the earth. Yeah, definitely. But uh, beat you down. That's the way of the earth, man. (laughs) I think I was in it until I think I got defeated at the river, and then I had a little bit of panic. Like I remained calm the whole time on the way on the way down. Yeah, 
I hit a little oh, yeah. because I thought we were like at the car. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> you saw me. It was like another. It was like another twelve miles. It was insane. No, That's what it felt like. The river when I walked through it. Oh yeah, when you got oh, your feet wet. Oh god. Two and a half miles before the car. But I thought we were there, so yeah. I was like, it doesn't matter if my feet get wet, you know what I mean? But yeah. Like, when is there's that- a lesson learned? Never <laughs> okay to get your feet wet. Like that's just like basics one on one. Don't get your feet wet. Don't get your feet wet. Even if you think you're near the car. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes you'll just have to walk a lot further and then your feet get super cold. Oh. Bro, your feet were frozen. I was scared you might have frostbite. Like, I was worrying. I was trying to haul ass back to the car, dude. No, but the like, crazy man, thing, my like feet were warm. Like, oh, no, no, my feet were warm. I bet your body was just pumping as much blood as they could to him, man. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, the real problem was I think what happened is when I walked through the water, since it was zero, like, basically zero degrees outside, like, as I'm walking, you know, the air's hitting that water, and it just, like, locked locked my spikes on my shoes. And I remember getting to the car, and my fingers were so cold that I couldn't really mess with the laces and – like take the velcro off and like my f- dude don't forget about the ice the the ice spikes they were frozen on your shoe for the longest freaking time uh-huh i was worried we we're looking for things around the car to try to like pick them off oh the little yeah so i mean my feet were definitely warm it's just i couldn't get them free of the freezing shoes <laughs> so like those fit- and they got colder and colder in the car continued to get colder and colder i'm like oh my body is really warm but my feet are freezing i can't get my feet out of these things <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm not a big fan of the cheap spikes that i went and got that was just a terrible yeah. idea. I'm feeling like if I ever go on a hike like that again, I'm having quality earmuffs because I thought my ears are going to freeze off. I'm going to have some thicker underwear <laughs> because y'all know how that gets. Being a guy, I'll just make that sound and you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and it's quality spikes. I, I felt the spikes that you gave me were like, they were trying their best to be good spikes. You know, even when I tied the knot in them and like tried to make them as good as I could for my ginormous feet, they were trying and they helped a few times, but other times it's like when you finally get a hold, you put your weight on it and it just looses off your shoe and you lose your hold and slip. And that was, there's a couple scary moments with that. I think that just goes to show you what happens in, you know, like 30 years of technology later. <laughs> that was probably like the original spike ever. Honestly, yeah. It was like super <laughs> primitive, man. Like a steel plate with the corners <laughs> bent down and two rubber bands. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Yeah, they man. I just imagined them being a lot more like tight on the stretch. They're just so loose. It's like, I mean, they might work if you were Bigfoot, you know, and like it was, you had a big swollen foot, but even on you, they were loose. I'm a size 13 wide, you know, and like that's a big foot and it wasn't big enough. I was yeah. feeling like, I got a homie named Jared. He's got size 15s. Like, those might work perfectly for him. Those would have worked really good on Sorrells, maybe. Like, just a big, burly boot for, like, ice fishing. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Mine were terrible because the the Velcro kept coming undone. Speaking I- of shoes... Let's yeah. talk about those golf cleats, my man. Oh, my God. All I'm saying, ladies oh. and gentlemen, I have a revelation in hiking technology, the Adidas golf cleat. I did this entire <laughs> trek in a $30 pair of golf cleats I got off of the internet, and they had spikes on the bottom. They were 100% waterproof. And my feet stayed warm till the last five minutes of the hike. I I am thoroughly <laughs> impressed. Not once did I lose my footing, except when I had the spikes on, and and when I fell off that bottom of the Crestone Peak on when that boulder broke. That really <laughs> hurt. Dude. That I still one, have a swell on my knee from that and wiggle gash. That painful. I heard. I heard. I just heard you scream. I was like, "Oh dear God!" Yeah, I was at the bottom. Bro. I you was like halfway down, and I was. I was imagining I was seeing at the like, toothpick freaking snap or something. Oh no no no! No oh. no! I'm sturdier than that. You saw. You, you saw my sturdiness. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, you couldn't carry me back. That'd be that'd be some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, if you factor in like how hard it is to rescue somebody, I think my girlfriend would be the perfect hiking partner because she's all of like a hundred pounds. And yeah, that is nothing. <laughs> super advantageous for climbing. <laughs> For emergencies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello, Mike's girlfriend. This is Gareth. Hello. <laughs> yeah. She's ignoring us. She's watching Grey's Anatomy, which I'm not a fan of because it has to do with hospitals, and I hate hospitals. They Agreed. do a lot of humanity. Thank you very much. I thank you myself, but I'm scared of you and your needles i i've i have an autoimmune disorder and i have unfortunately gone to the hospital enough for them to know me by name the front desk lady says hello again and i said again please don't say again this is expensive and sad (laughs) i don't want to be here (laughs) but they know me by name over there in the hospital it's it's unfortunate (laughs) so when i first saw your shoes i got a little bit worried 
oh yeah at first you got worried but then at the very end you're like damn i think i need me some golf cleats <laughs> yeah that to myself and the fact like i need an extra four inches on my vertical i mean like watching one of your steps was just like hold on dude like hold on like 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 and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah when we were walking back are you talking about like when i was like fording the trail with the spikes dude when you were like blazing down the trail even in front of the headlight dude that's how you do it you were ready behind me by the car huh? you were so ready see what's going <laughs> if i'm walking behind you i can't see what's in front of me i only see what's in front of you and i'm not that freaking OG memorizing what's five feet ahead of me, but uh, yeah, no. So I'm just going to walk in front of you while you have the light so we can both see where we're going. And I can make the trail just a little bit easier by flattening the snow in front of you. You were, you were flirting with the edge of darkness though. I saw it. I was what? You were flirting with the edge of darkness. What? <laughs> that sounds really cool. I would love to flirt with the edge of darkness. That sounds like, like something I'd do. Because I had my head buried down, you know, when those miles just kept adding up. And I'm like, oh, man, I really want to be at the car right now. Oh, yeah. And I was just kind of blitzing because I was like, "We're, not, I don't want to be at the car. We need to be at the car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> started thinking about how I was going to sleep that night and I was just like I want to go to bed <laughs> so I was just blitzing yeah I think it was a little creepy to see the bear prints as well yeah yeah most definitely that bear was in the cold and it would have definitely been hungry if it's still out oh well, winter just hit it's still out I feel um, like you've got long strides, but I could outrun you on like a dead sprint. I don't know, man. You didn't see me sprint. True. I'm pretty insane. I feel like you'd get me in like the long distance or something, but I don't know. Not at all. I'm actually terrible at long distance running. Oh no. Walking is much better. I can do I can walk until I freaking keel over and honestly. I felt like we, I could have walked maybe a total of double that, like a solid 60, and then I would have been like dead. Done, done. In the yeah, I felt think, like my life think another, was that. You, could, you think you could do another 30 in the cold? Not in the cold. At that last five minutes, bro, no. that 30 got <laughs> cut into like a 10. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And that would have been the end of my life. Like, I don't know what the hell happened. Those hundred mile hour winds just decided to drop down to the floor and I throw think- all of the snow into our face, into our goggles, into my gloves and my pockets. I pulled out my jacket the next day at night and there was still an ice ball in it. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Yeah, I think it was the mountain just like mocking us, basically. Yeah, it was like, oh, you ran away. Boom. <laughs> boom. Hi, boom. Your heart slapped. It's good. <laughs> Shit's weird. I haven't had a good spanking. I haven't had a good spanking like that in a long time, and it felt nice. It did. It it was humbling and a good reminder. My legs feel great. We'll still be there, you know. And it goes. Oh yeah. That quote that we saw on that on that sign that summits are optional, and the return is mandatory. The return is freaking mandatory. Everyone write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Mandatory. I feel like that should be uh, the new podcast name. Returns mandatory. That's a good name. Because then it could apply to... I don't know. 14ers is damn good. Speaking of which, I'm going to take a rip from this bong. Do it. Get it. (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. Gotta get that good, good. I just grew this, this ganj. Not too bad. Jeez, iron lungs over there. <laughs> I don't know about that, buddy. Our other co-workers <laughs> smoke so much. It's insane. We won't go into that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. <laughs> oh. You guys smoke a little lettuce. Huh? The devil's lettuce. Oh, that marriage iguanas. The the real the real giggle cabbage. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. I do like the name Fatties and Fourteeners, but Returns Mandatory would be more like applied to like all adventures. Yeah. And Fourteeners, I mean, we like to gloat about them because, you know, we're Coloradans, but I mean, like, obviously, you start thinking about higher mountains that you want to climb when you get a taste of it, you know what I mean? And then start oh, yeah. Alaska with Denali and then China's got like 90 peaks over 23,000 feet. That Nepal Pakistan area, I mean even if it's oh, yeah. a summit. If we get good at ice hiking, I would love to go to Nepal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That that sounds so wonderful. Just I probably I probably beautiful guys. A while, I'm afraid that we would get stuck in another country or something. They'd be like, "What you didn't know?" It's like, "What?" <laughs> the United States is locked down because of COVID. <laughs> be like, "No, <laughs> I want to get back." <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be too bad getting locked in Nepal. I feel like yak would taste delicious. You know? Oh, man. Don't eat like them. Like some yak. 
go on like an adventure. Turn them into like an adventure, buddy. Most definitely. Who's going to carry my 10-man teepees so I can have a fireplace in the middle? That yeah. (laughs) 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 Although, yak probably would taste pretty good. Mm. <laughs> you got me thinking about yaks over here <laughs> in a delicious way. So, how much are you affected by altitude? Um, my first fourteener, good old Pikes Peak, I threw up immediately at the top on this old man. It was really embarrassing and kind you of threw, hilarious. You threw I up remember on a man. Yes, on a man. Just some random guy that at the top at the gift shop because you know Pikes Peak is a gift shop at the summit. Um, and yeah, that was super embarrassing. And then every peak after that was completely fine. It feels like that was just the shock that my body needed to get acclimated. (laughs) After that, every summit I've done has been wonderful and i i would dude i'm just so glad that you did not do that like recently because i feel like you get thrown in jail for throwing up on somebody they'd be like that's attempted murder yeah right now (laughs) yeah that would be a bad thing to do but (laughs) this was like i was like i want to say 14 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was 14 and I did my first 14er. That's funny. That I haven't funny. thought about that till now. I can't believe I haven't thought about that till now. That's crazy. So, yeah, I, I get altitude sickness, but I notice it like if I don't have food in my stomach. I feel like if I have food in my stomach and I have snacks, I don't know. It's something about getting low on food. I I also yeah. drink a crazy amount of water. I mean, like I drink. You drink so out. much more water than I did. It was insane. You're like a camel. You just go for ever. Yeah, like not. I go for like ten miles off of a like a solid six ounces. That's crazy. Yeah, I go through like I did La Plata, years. dude. I did La Plata on like half of a Nalgene and two handfuls of granola. Oh my gosh, you're savage. And I did it in shorts. That was the most savage thing about it. I did that thing in shorts. And never again will I hike a mountain in shorts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> but what month was it in? It was too cold. It was <laughs> I don't remember. It was just too cold. Oh man. Yeah, once your knees get cold, it uh, makes walking a little bit harder. Yeah, and I have a few injuries in my left knee, and I noticed it started clicking it's like a lot when that wind started picking up and getting cold. And it didn't hurt at all. It just clicks. It's really weird. But, yeah. So, overall, would what would you rate it? How would I rate that hike? The trail, like out of 
Let's five, say ten, twenty. On a scale of one to twenty, I like that. All right. No I'm going to put it at a solid 18, man. I had oh, a blast. Oh, got that A, though. Squeezed it in there. Yeah. I mean, nice. we didn't see any aliens, so it's not a 20, but like, I had a friggin' blast, man. We didn't die. We didn't die. That was <laughs> super important. That's um, definitely awesome. my favorite part about <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That ring-tailed cat was pretty cool. Yeah, I could, I could, yeah, I could see that again. And I, oh, remember that bird that just got like blown into that rock, bro? Oh uh, yeah, that bird. That bird got I'm, like yeah. whipped into that side of that mountain, bro. <laughs> he was like not buried, like. Poor guy. We we rolled up on it and it was dead. So we don't know how it died. But based I looked at it, man. I walked all the way over there. I didn't care how windy it was. I had to investigate the murder. And uh Gary's investigation, we do believe that it was blown into the rock. It, it lost control of its flying ability and died. Yeah, there's I mean there's there's no way. I bet the best squirrel suit person in the world would be too scared to off that. Oh, and those winds? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was that was borderline hurricane, dude. Like I've been in some hurricanes, man, and that is that was way harder winds. It was insane. Yeah, I mean it was definitely strong. If I had a kite, I would have met you at the friggin' parking lot. <laughs> I think you would have landed in another state. Straight up, dude. Like Wyoming. I could have U-turned. <laughs> it was too windy. Yeah. So if you are planning on doing the Crestone Peak to Crestone Needle Traverse, go over Broken Hand Pass and down to the water. We yeah. will repeat just that again because that's how go over it. it. Just get over it. Don't don't just get to the top and then decide to ridge climb it. <laughs> yeah. That, that was I wouldn't say a mistake. I'd say it was a climbing adventure. It went from high a... really quick and <laughs> it was fun. It was very fun and very sketchy. But like I said, we're alive. We're alive. <laughs> we know each other a whole lot. Yeah. Best buds, straight up. I don't, yeah. I know you more, more than, than the people I know at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is insane. Alrighty, dude. Well, thanks for joining me. Hell yeah, man. And talking Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Thanks for uh, giving, giving the adventure an, an A rating. Oh, 100% A rating adventure, bro. Yeah, that was... Oh, I'd, I'd love to do it again.
We'll have to. We will definitely have to. All righty, sir. I'll see you at work. All right. See you at work. Another day, another dollar. Holla. Holla. Peace.